we don't want people to make knee-jerk reactions. And I would say if you are panicking right now going into this, you probably did not have a solid plan in place. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Welcome to Your Retirement Elevated, a podcast that helps you get to and through retirement and answers lots of your questions along the way. Hopefully, that's the goal. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Dugan. He's the co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, based in the Kansas City metro area, but serving clients all across the country. You can find us on listentoscott.com. And today, Scott, we're talking about Will a recession rob your retirement? I think this is a question that's probably in some way, shape, or form been bouncing around in a lot of people's minds as we've made our way through 2020 so far. Absolutely. And it's we think it's such an important question that we actually put together a 12-page white paper that outlines the four things you should probably check in on right now to make sure that you're on track and you're in a, in a good position. And right now, the media, and you know, I'm I beat up on the media, all facets of it. Right, we quite all do. A bit. <laughs> but I think any time that there's turmoil, you know, like we are in the midst of this, you know, coronavirus pandemic, massive federal stimulus, the media is definitely fanning that flame, and you know, making sure people are tuned in to what's going on out there, to you know, watching their favorite uh, favorite channel. So I want to really cut through the emotional, the misinformation misunderstanding and get down to actionable things that can really help you reconcile in your mind. Is this going to derail or mess up your retirement or are you in good shape and you're still on track? And spoiler alert, most of the folks that we work with, I would say a very high percentage of them, that even going through this pandemic, the plan that we put together prior to the pandemic is the same plan that's still the most appropriate for you today. And so we build our plans to make sure that they work in any economy, meaning markets that go up and are growing, markets that go sideways and volatile, and markets that sometimes become negative. And remember, those are attributes of the market, and they're always going to go up, down, sideways, No one knows the order that's going to happen, but that is the reality. If you're basing your retirement on the stock market only, then we've got to be prepared and be able to manage through those things. And so that's hence the, will a recession rob your retirement? Like I said, let's get down to the concrete things we need to be looking at to make sure to check for your benefit. Will it, you know, negatively impact you. Never hurts to get that kind of update or review or check-in of where you currently stand with things, especially with how much the world has changed over the last couple of months. If there's ever been a good time to kind of do some double checking, (laughs) now is the time to do that. So four things to check now as you uh, take a look at your financial and retirement plan and see if a recession is going to rob 
your retirement future. By the way, as we get into these, if you want to look at a copy of this PDF of this uh, white paper, uh, we've put a link to it in the description of today's show. So just look at the show notes section on whatever app you're using, or if you're on listentoscott.com, check out the post with this episode in it, and you can follow along on that PDF as we go through it. Some might find that helpful to do. So just go check that out, and you'll be able to follow along with us. All right, Scott, so uh, what's thing number one we need to check into? Number one, drum roll, is we need to check in on your expenses. And our clients don't live on a budget necessarily. Some of them are very detailed in how they keep track. Um, Most of our clients just have a very high-level idea of how much comes in the door, how much goes out the door, and how much do we need to supplement to fill the gap. And so this income planning, that whole process that we go through, which is foundational for all the plans we put together, we want to make sure that you can generate income in a predictable manner to make sure you can have the lifestyle that you want in retirement. And so we've got to definitely analyze and look at your expenses. And we break expenses into essential expenses and discretionary expenses. The essentials are, hey, we need to keep our lights on. We need food, shelter, insurance, unfortunately, uh, health insurance, things like that. But what do we need to run our day-to-day lifestyle? Uh, the discretionary things are, you know, the fun stuff, you know, the the travel, the excursions, experiences. Those are things that are great to have. They are an essential to your day-to-day life, uh, but they sure are nice and they sure do enhance things. And so going through that process, you definitely want to check your current and future expenses. And you want to see, hey, is there is there something big coming up on the horizon? I know, unfortunately, for a lot of our clients, a lot of our clients travel and they had deposits and things like that put down on upcoming trips. Uh, some of those are being canceled. Refunds are being given. Some are being postponed. So I think uh, we definitely, we're going to probably not see a lot of major travel this year, but we probably need to allocate those dollars for when the economy opens back up, the world opens back up, and we can spend those things. Are there any big repairs in the near future? You know, we want to make sure we're going to account for those. And in the white paper that we put together, there's a nice little uh, expense sheet that'll quickly get you you know, on track. Um, if you're not working directly with us, uh, we have a nifty software program that keeps track of all those things. Um, but if you're like me, I like to write things down on paper still. Uh, but yeah, there's a nice little checklist in there to, to go through. So that's number one is check your expenses. Number two is, you know, check your assets. Assets are things that are, give you the ability to generate income in retirement. And those, assets, the money they generate allows you to live your life. It allows you to fill that potential income gap. You know, and again, what is that income gap? It's if you're a a two person household, you've got two social security checks coming in and let's say those are, that's $30,000, but you need $50,000 a year to live. Well, that other $20,000 has to come from your assets or your savings. And we want to make sure that you have adequate assets to generate that income in a predictable manner. And so you want to get a handle on, you know, take inventory of what you have. Obviously, if you're a client of ours, we have great online tools where you can check in where those values are updated on a daily basis. But if you're listening, a longtime listener, maybe not a client, definitely go through and just make a mental note or write down what do you have as resources to make sure you have a predictable retirement. 
So I like the first two places that we start. We see kind of what's coming in or already in the coffers with the, you know, your assets section. But we always, I like how you start, though, with what's going out. What are the expenses? That seems to be not only where you start the checklist here, Scott, but is that also kind of where you start the overall planning process for people? Absolutely, because it's, if you think about, we talked about travel, and most people, spend more time planning a one to two week family vacation than they do their retirement. And if you think about choosing a vacation, it ultimately starts with where do you want to go? What is the destination? And once you've decided on a destination, what do you, how are you going to get there? What are you going to do when you're there? What do you want to experience while you're traveling to those destinations? What memories do you want to take away from that? And so same thing with your income plan. It's what do you want to experience? Where do you want to go? What are the things that you want to be able to do? And those things, most of those things take resources and they take income. And once we define what we need to live the lifestyle we want, then it lets us start with, hey, what? how do we need to arrange these assets or these resources to make sure we have a high probability of success to getting to our destination? You know, How do we get to and through retirement? And so it is foundational that you mu- we must go through that tedious process to figure out what it's going to take to live the, your retirement that you've dreamt about. And then how do we need to arrange our affairs to give us a high probability of, of success? Yeah, I think that's really, uh, really neat to be able to kind of compare these different things. And it makes total sense. So we just all need to, uh, to keep those things in mind. What are your goals? What it's going to cost us? What do we have available? It seems pretty simple, Scott, but sometimes we overlook the simplest things in life. And uh, so it's good to have the checklist to remind us of those things. What about number three? What's the third thing we need to be checking right now to see if the recession is going to impact or rob our retirement? I think that your risk tolerance and I want to define risk tolerance because I think there's a lot of things that are thrown around out there. Your risk tolerance is really boiled down to this. What is your ability to tolerate the up or down value of your resources? How far down can your account value go before it starts to disrupt your quality of life? Is there a number that your account drops to that makes you lose sleep? That makes you really start to wonder, be concerned with, hey, do we have enough? Is this going to last as long as we do? And so it's very important to understand what your personal risk tolerance is, or what I like to call your tolerance for the fluctuation of the value of your account. Now, we have some clients that if their account, if they lost a dollar, they'd be very unhappy. We have other clients that have a very high tolerance for their accounts to fluctuate. And so, again, it's a personalized decision. There is no cookie-cutter plan that should be applied to you. It is, what are you comfortable with? And more importantly, a lot of our clients want to know, well, what's the least amount of risk I need to take to make all this work mathematically or financially? And we go through a process that determines, hey, if you make at least X percentage per year, this all mathematically works. And once you understand what your goal is or your minimum target is, then you can really start to make some decisions on, do you want to take more risk? Do you want to be more opportunistic with portions of those? And this risk tolerance really, it's a blending of how much cash do we need to keep on hand? Do we need some things that are guaranteed or protected? 
Do we need some things that are market-based? Uh, and market-based can be something that's income-producing, you know, or do we want to be more growth-oriented for appreciation? Everyone's going to have potentially some of those four components. It just depends on your situation and how much you have in each of those categories. Seems like risk tolerance is one of the things, too. Like this one makes a lot of sense to reevaluate now because – that has to have changed for some people, right? Some people who thought they had a really high risk tolerance back in January, maybe don't so much now. But how do you have conversations with people to make sure that that's accurately gauged? Because our emotions can obviously ride that roller coaster of risk tolerance. And so if somebody now comes to you and is like, ooh, I don't have any stomach for risk, could that be detrimental if they're overreacting to maybe what's occurred over the last couple of months? Do you have to kind of poke and prod a little bit and say, well, let's let's balance things out a little bit? Absolutely. In and it goes to proper expectations. We have not received, I can count the number of calls we've received on one hand from our clients during this pandemic that were panicked or you know worried about their future. And we try to go above and beyond to communicate. We set up this plan, it should operate in a range of up and down. And as long as we're within that range, we're on track. And you've heard me say this many, many times. When we build a plan, we know that there's going to be times where you're right on schedule, right on track. There's going to be times where we're ahead of schedule because of positive markets. And there's going to be some times that we're going to be behind schedule or off track. And right now, there's some people that are you know, off track or slightly off track. Some people are right on target, depending on their asset allocation. But you're correct. Now is we don't want people to make knee jerk reactions. And I would say if you are panicking right now, going into this, you probably did not have a solid plan in place prior to this. And so you need to be very careful about how you move forward in these you know, volatile times. But yeah, I think you, we always need to check back in to kind of say, where are we? How are we doing? Do we need to make minor modifications? Or if you don't really have a good plan in place, do we need to make some major modifications to a plan? So we have risk tolerance as the third thing you can check right now. All right, so is the recession going to rob potentially your retirement? What's item number four we should look at to help answer that question? And I've kind of given you a little nod to this. We call it the income gap. And really all of this is, you know, what are your expenses? What are your resources? What are your guaranteed income sources if you've got a pension social security? And if your expenses exceed your guaranteed income sources, then you have a gap. And that income gap needs to be drawn from, again, your resources that you've put aside. That could be your IRA, your 401k, your Roth IRA, uh, your brokerage account. It could be a number of things. And what we need to make sure is that we understand that we've got smart places to take money from in good times as well as bad times. And that income gap, that can be filled, again, several ways. We've got clients that, let's say they need an extra $2,000 a month on top of their Social Security. Well, we have you know the first type of client that says, you know what, 
I want that $2,000 to come in like clockwork. They almost want a personal pension. And so they want that $2,000 to become come in and be predictable. So we need to take that from stable strategies. That's where our clients, some of our clients have certain types of uh, annuities. And again, they're not for everyone, but that is one option that will give you know, principal protection, but also give an income guarantee. So that's number one. They want that $2,000 gap filled guaranteed. Uh, number two are people that are more market oriented. They're saying, you know, hey, you know, we like the idea of taking dividends you know, from our investments to fill that income gap. So it's more consistent cash flow. And so that's really the, the market-based approach. And the third type of family we work with is a combination of number one and number two, meaning if they've got a $2,000 a month income gap, maybe they want half of that to be guaranteed or generated on a consistent basis. So $1,000 comes from guaranteed sources and the other $1,000 comes from market-based sources. So we call that the hybrid approach. So again, there's really three ways to solve that income gap. Again, number one is from guaranteed protected sources. Number two is market-based investments, usually some sort of dividend pool. And number three is a hybrid of protected and market, which kind of gives you the best of both worlds. And again, it's not up to us to tell you what you should do. It's our job to help you discover what you're going to be the most comfortable with and making those decisions with all the facts on the table and making sure that we understand all the strings that are attached to any decision that we make, you know, because there's definitely always pluses and minuses. So, but the, the takeaway is we need to understand what we need the money to do for us which in this case is fill the income gap. Once we've figured out what that looks like, then we know what the job of our money needs to be, which is to produce enough income to fill that gap. And once we've done that, then we go through the process to figure out what strategy makes the most sense for you, whether it's protected, guaranteed, market-based or that hybrid approach. Again, we want you to have this solution that fits your personality and ultimately helps you sleep well at night. Well, Scott, I think it's really helpful to kind of go through a checklist like this. I mean, we all like checklists. We always like to be able to, you know, make things easier to understand and check off item one, two, three, four. So what do you then do as part of your process after someone goes through this checklist, whether it be a current client or somebody that's new to you and your group, and they kind of go through these different things, the income gap, the risk tolerance, and those expenses and assets that are available. Do you then implement changes immediately? Do you look to sprinkle them in over time in a financial plan? How do you then kind of evaluate those decisions moving forward? Great question. And if someone is already working with us, you know, we're constantly reevaluating and keeping the plan up to date. And if there needs to be changes, no matter what level, you know, we talk through, you know, the timing and the validity of those changes. If someone is not a client, they're out there saying, you know what, this makes sense. We really need a plan. We need something in place that, you know, fits their personality. And that's one thing that it's kind of a side note. You know, there's a lot of philosophies out there that 
people grab onto or advisors grab onto. And I see it all the time. Someone went to see so-and-so and they said, well, this is how they do it. So there are groups out there that think that to solve your income gap, it all needs to be guaranteed or protected. And that's just the way they do it. They're not, they're not flexible. There's also firms out there that they will use the market and the market only. There's no other options out there but to use the market to supply income to solve the income gap. Well, I don't think that people want to be pushed one way or another because that's what the firm philosophy is. I think that advisors, in my opinion, again, this is my opinion, need to be able to talk authoritatively about all the options that are available to generate income in retirement and ultimately let the client decide what is best for them after understanding all of the pluses and minuses. And so if you're out there and saying, hey, you know what, we haven't gone through our expenses, we're uncertain about how much risk we're taking, we're not really sure if we have an income gap or not, we don't know if we're set up to generate income on a consistent basis. I say if that's you and if you're having those conversations, I would say definitely reach out, set up a time to chat with our team about our process, learn more about that. It's complimentary, no obligation, and go through that process to see if in fact you're in a situation where you do need to make some changes to your situation that could positively impact you going forward. So again, I think it all starts with a phone call or an email to start what we call the discovery process, which is, hey, let's just get our arms wrapped around what's going on in your situation. Let's get organized. Let's make sense of it. And then ultimately, what do we need to do going forward to make sure you have the best retirement possible? Well, I think it's just helpful to know that you've got those resources available to folks, Scott. And again, if you do want to take advantage of going through that discovery process or asking Scott and his team some questions about your specific situation, you can do that by going online to listentoscott.com. That's listentoscott.com. We've got more episodes for you there to check out, contact information, everything that you need. And you can also call directly at 913-393-4724. That's 913-393-4724. 4724. And we'll put the contact information, links, and resources that you need all in the description of today's show in the show notes section. So if you want to check that out, please do. And uh, including, we'll put that PDF and that resource guide that we've kind of walked you through on today's show. If you want to see it in person and haven't opened that up yet, again, just check the description of today's show and we'll have a link in there for you to download that guide and that checklist so you can work through it and go through it on your own. Very helpful to have that at your disposal. Well, Scott, thank you for the help and uh, enjoyed the conversation today. And we'll look forward to doing another episode next time. Looking forward to it, Walter. All right. Thanks so much. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for taking the time to join us. And we'll talk to you next time on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.